Okay, welcome back guys. This is the Roaming Podcast, episode 8. I'm back here with Kojo, and um, well, we're here for another episode. Would you like to say hi? Hi. (laughs) And yeah, we uh, got a lot of good reception from our last episode, so we figured we'll keep the format going, seeing as we give the people what they want. So... How has your week been? Anything new on the agenda, on the mind? Uh, week's been pretty good. Uh, starting a new career has been a lot of fun. Um, it is one of those things where, like last week when we were talking about off-season versus <clears throat> working season, mm-hmm. um, you don't realize that not moving for a while and then magically moving all the time kind of really does take a number on your body but aside from that it's been pretty nice um i actually made like a a little quote uh that i posted on my instagram Mm -hmm. it was um i told the universe or asked the universe to to take away the thing that stopped me from being my best self and it took away all my time. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw saw that and I started laughing. This is literally my life right now. It's like I have I have just enough time to realize I don't have a lot of time. Yeah, that must suck. I remember I remember how how that was. Yeah, it's pros and cons. Now I'm a lot more focused, so it makes a, yeah. it makes the day move quicker. But definitely, when I do have like time to sit down, my body will tell me, "Hey, remember when you napped?" Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Um... I have I find I have the opposite problem. I've had a bit too much time on my hands, mm-hmm. so I haven't been the most productive as I could be. But I'm trying to like pull it in and like harness it and get it together because the biggest the biggest problem I have is like when there isn't like a deadline or something like pushing me forward. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, the one thing that I wish I did while I was while I had the free time was. Not necessarily, like, try to occupy your time with, like, with too much stuff just unnecessarily, but mm-hmm. at least kind of kind of force moments of structure back in. So mm-hmm. it's like, let's say you know you have eight, eight hours that you can kind of just do whatever. Try to commit yourself to at least one or two hours doing something that's a little bit more structured. Like, go work out, go for a walk, sit down, maybe read a book. Yeah. Like, do something that may not necessarily like force you to really like work work Mm -hmm. but will at least give you some structure to kind of almost anchor you into the day because like uh today was my first day off and after a week of of doing everything literally all i did was nap yeah you just just wanted to sleep eh? dog all i did today was nap and like i had I had a way of the house husband playing on Netflix uh, in the background. How is that? That's the that's the anime, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It it's really good. It's good. It's surprisingly really good. It's like it makes you it makes you kind of makes me kind of uh, regret some of the comments I made last week when I was like, mm-hmm. oh, we should we should we as men should just work all day. I'm like, damn. I might just want an apron. And... This guy just this guy <laughs> like, yo, I just want to chill. No, no, he works, but it's just like, it's it's such a different life, you know? Yeah. So I would, I would bet. Yeah, def- highly recommend. Definitely worth the watch. I'll check it out. I will check it out. 
So, I was mentioning before the podcast, November mm-hmm. is close on its way. Yes. What are your feelings, like, like besides, like, the, the um, like, audience feelings? What are your personal feelings about no, not November? And explain those to us. Uh, pros and cons. Yeah, okay. Uh, pros, I've done it before, and the one thing I will say is that you... You get a lot more focus in. Like, yeah. it's like, you don't realize how much of your day is spent, like, just thinking about about pussy and thinking about girls and thinking mm-hmm. about sex and all those different things. <clears throat> so, reeling in that sexual, like, energy definitely has its benefits. Um, especially if you want a little bit more creative time and especially in the case of, like, most, like, most guys, you know, our age group that are kind of just doing doing like light things within mm-hmm. the day and have a lot of free time and access to unlimited internet. Um, it definitely gives it definitely gives us a moment to really uh, realize how much time we we spend more or less doing something that isn't necessarily the most productive. So mm-hmm. it's like you like there there have been studies that have shown that uh, ejaculating on a regular basis more than once or twice a day especially to pornography uh does naturally drop both drive and testosterone Mm -hmm. so you're less you're less willing to want to do more things after you finish and also you know just that refractory period also takes away a lot of time especially if you watch something really good and you're just kind of like in the stupor Lotion right beside you, your bed, <laughs> bed sheets all covered in what a little fuck? bit of drool. Pulsing the clarity, being like crazy, right? Yeah, and it's interesting because I have like last last time I, the last you know what's funny? You know the funniest thing about 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 every time I do no not November, right? Yeah. It's every single time I do it. There's always a girl that wants to start talking to me. Actually, you were not wrong about that. Every <laughs> every single time, every single time I've tried, someone's yeah. come up and been like, "Hey, what's up?" Like, but you know the one, the reason why I think it is though is because no, no November falls on the first on the first week of tryouts for cuffing season. That's true. So it's around the time when women are starting to get cold <laughs> and. They haven't paid their heating bill, so they need guys to keep them warm. So it's like, it's this weird kind of mixture of shit. So it's like, <clears throat> another big pro for it is that if you if you properly prep yourself, mm-hmm. you're less likely to end up in that desperation phase that most guys get around this time because like... The holidays. Yeah, so... If it's it helps with self control. It helps with it helps with giving yourself some extra drive. Also, you're gonna naturally store a little bit more testosterone, and <clears throat> higher levels of testosterone naturally means that you're more desirable. Which means that especially if women are looking for guys right now, you automatically stand out a lot better than the guys who have been who've been just wiping wiping bricks off of their off of their pillow sheets and and stowing away. Socks and shit. But, so but it's not only for like self pleasure. It's also like essentially staving off women. Like yeah, like, whether it's ejaculation on your own or with them, it's kind of like now nah, okay for the next thirty days, none of this. Yeah, and, 
And I actually, like, through vigorous research, mm-hmm. I found that um, after, afterwards, like, even, like, the, a day or two <coughs> afterwards, I still feel kind of weak and lethargic and yeah. like, not feeling like doing much. It's until three, four days that I start getting the energy back to do things. But by then, because I think, like, the first week is the hardest. Mm-hmm. Because by, by, like, day five... You're like, where the pussy? <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, yo. But if you can push past it, you get into the stage of like clarity. It still comes about, but you get better at managing. <laughs> comes about. <laughs> <laughs> you get better at managing the urges to do those things, but it's also a good like palate cleanser. Yeah, actually, um, two things to add to that. Yeah. Because most people don't necessarily look at sex in as an addiction. Mm-hmm. Not like we say, porn is an addiction, right? But we don't necessarily associate sex in and of itself, even with committed partners or non-committed partners, as something that can become uh, a dependency for our day. It's most, like most certainly, yeah. Because dopamine, dopamine responses is usually what specifically causes most. Like still serotonin as well, but dopamine responses primarily are what cause a lot of addiction, a lot of addiction issues, and literally just nutting is like is like a sur- it's like a surge of it. So a lot of people, a lot of people end up going through heavy withdrawals for the mm-hmm. first few days because literally your hormones are rebalancing mm-hmm. after that period of time. Then yeah, you get this you get this extra level of clarity because your brain starts to almost reprogram itself to to best. Uh, <clears throat> To best, uh, to best adjust to the new to its new norms, mm-hmm. and yeah, it is one of those things where it is interesting because it can either it can either help with porn dependency, or it can even help with relationship dependency, mm-hmm. especially for a lot of men who specifically get into relationships not because they genuinely are interested in the in their partner. But simply need a means to consistent sex, yeah, specifically okay. due to their their addi- their addiction. Funny enough, I was actually going to talk to you a little bit later on about this, but mm. I have to take back a few of the things I've I've said about Jordan Peterson in the past. Oh yeah, you, well, well, you, we've had a conversation and you referenced him, and I'm like, okay. So he's come. He's come to terms with him. Yeah, at a certain point. So. I've, I've accepted a lot of a lot of the a lot of the uh, the points. But we'll we can talk about that in, yeah. in a bit. But yeah, um, that's for the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> um, but what's interesting when it comes okay, so there are still some cons to it though. That's mm. the only thing I will say. Okay, there are definitely cons. But it's sounding like there are more pros. Yeah, on a long term kind of basis think of it like think of it like any other addiction right the idea of the ideal of abstaining Mm -hmm. is not supposed to be for short-term resets it's supposed to be to wean you off of something so the only issue i find specifically for a lot of people who do it more for the actual no nut November mm-hmm. hype, not just because they want to get rid of porn or sex or limit sex in general, is that they relapse. They relapse and then they get tw- and then they go through like yeah, they go through a binge phase. Yeah, like and like cutting off sugar for a month, and they're like, okay, now the month's over. Everything, everything. Starburst, Skittles, everything. Honestly, yeah, and like that's always been the one thing that is interesting because. 
I've been a personal trainer for like 10 years, right? So yeah. I le- I've seen how cycles works and recidivism, uh, although that's more of a prison term, but recidivism in terms of like relapsing and getting into a cycle of things. So it's like taking a month off isn't won't necessarily fix your problems. Mm-hmm. Taking a month off should be give should give you some time to have better clarity of your problems. Mm-hmm. The problem though is that a lot of people get the clarity and then just say fuck it, I'm going to go back to it anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like you you have and also especially in relationships it's like <clears throat> oh my god. I like one year <laughs> one year I did it. Mm-hmm. Um actually this has happened twice with me. Oh. Uh anytime I've done it when I'm in a relationship I've realized that the girl that I'm I'm with is just mad, mm-hmm. like just 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 mad. No, no, I, 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 so I <laughs> trust me. I'm completely. I'm there with you. It's but, like it's like there's it's like it's like they understand for maybe three days. Yeah, but then they have their needs. Let's yeah. be fair. No, I'm not mad at it. It's just it's an interesting it's an interesting paradox because if a woman were to say, "Hey, I just don't want to have sex for a month." Man, I'll just be like, all right, let's watch some porn, chill out, whatever. I'm like, yeah. I respect the fact that you want your autonomy, right? I'm not trying to do the whole the whole men versus women thing. Yeah, I got I got yelled out for that a few times <laughs> <laughs> last week for that. But I just mean it's an in, it's just interesting because it's like we don't because there's a lot of pair bonding that also has to that we also have to take into consideration when it comes to sex. Mm-hmm. It's like women will kind of trust their man with their sexual needs so it's like they don't always realize it when you bring it to their attention that when you're not having sex for a month they're also not having sex for a month Mm -hmm. and then that becomes its own like own kind of like what the fuck moment for them yeah yeah because it's easy to hear oh i'm not having sex for a month it's like Wait, wait, does that mean that I'm... And you're like, well, yeah. I mean, faithfulness or whatever. <laughs> and and it's, it's like, it's hard to explain. Because, like, as a guy, when you're explaining the clarity you get and the amount of energy... Because it's a lot of energy you download into someone when you, like, bust a nut. Yeah. Right? And you understand like, the amount of energy you give off and the, the feeling, the slowness, the sluggishness that comes over you. You can explain that to a guy, kind of. You can use the words, but they yeah. inherently get what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. While it's harder to explain to like like a woman, they'll be like, "Just get just get over it." I've seen you like get up after sex. It's like, no, it's not that. Yeah, it's a general feeling of lethargy. Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm Your saying. Your body literally feels tired. Yeah, like just different, <clears throat> and it's like it's like the worst thing. And yeah. I didn't obviously I didn't notice it when I was younger. When I was younger, I had the energy, energy. of like a hundred horses. Yeah, but now that I'm getting older, I'm realizing that no, it's not just a day. It's not just a couple hours. It's days afterwards and we're in 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 when especially when it's in like succession like mm-hmm. let's say let's say marathon yeah i'm out i am just yeah. not myself yeah no legit i mean um they say that it takes like a week for your body to actually produce like the amount of semen that you release in one load so it's like even if you can go you're not really going yeah exactly you're just like you're just kind of like there's a difference between it's like, there's a difference between when you really need a nut 
Yeah. And when you're just trying to have some sex. Yeah. Like, that's probably the best way to explain it. But even then, women women won't necessarily get it because it's a different dance for them, right? It's like, it's like trying... It's literally a dance. It's like trying to explain how, like, when you're leading in a dance... Mm-hmm. Like, it's trying to explain leading in a dance to somebody who naturally follows in a dance. And it's not... This, that's just how dancing terms work. Yeah. One person is the one that that, that that organizes the movements. The other person basically follows and it becomes a back and forth. But mm-hmm. whoever starts is whoever starts. Whoever follows is whoever follows. For for men, our natural, our natural role is to give. Mm-hmm. For women, their natural role is to receive. So... In a lot of ways, they get energized from sex while we get de energized. Yeah. yeah, we download energy into them. That's how exactly what essentially works. Yeah, they're just up. They're uploading something into themselves. It's it's well, it's it's a good. It's it's understandable. Like, okay, so we have this conversation at the end of the, at the end while when the podcast was over. But mm-hmm. there there's actually an episode of Seinfeld, right? Mm-hmm. Where um. I don't know if you know all the characters. Uh, if you name them, I think I will know them, yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to go very simple. Uh, f- the the woman. Uh, Elaine. Elaine, yeah. yeah. And then there's... Uh, Kramer. There's the Seinfeld guy. The yeah. guy. And then there's a friend, a guy named George. Yes, George. Yeah. So, George... So, I can't remember if it was George or if it was... Or if it was Jerry, I do remember Elaine's part in the episode. Basically, they all they all basically stopped having sex for a while, right? Okay. And like to make a long story short, Elaine goes crazy because she's sex deprived, and I think it was either I think it was Jerry actually. Yeah, it was Jerry because because Jer- okay, so Elaine gets sex gets sex deprived, goes crazy, ends up feeling like she's off. So her work is worse. Her days are worse. She's mm-hmm. barely combing her hair. She's putting her makeup improperly. She just she doesn't feel like she doesn't give off that feminine allure. Like yeah. like you ever notice after you have sex with a girl, they have this kind of glow. Yeah, yeah. That's that kind of thing is gone. Okay. So she's trying to do all of her stuff, go through her day, get money. You know, be a be a be the boss that she is, and she's she's just frumpy. Hella, hella frumpy, right? Yeah. Jerry, on the other hand, is happy as fuck because he hasn't had sex in a while. Like his energy is up. He's a little more creative. His <laughs> mind is clear. He's he's working out better. He feels good. He's all limber and stuff, and everything's great for him. And by the end of the episode, um, Elaine bangs Jerry to to get to get her fixed because she's literally begging for sex because ha- not having sex after a while is just fucking her up yeah okay and i guess that's where that's where it comes from their standpoint yeah, it comes uh <laughs> comes from their standpoint where it's like like in a relationship it's a lot harder to do the no not november because they get angry because they've committed themselves to you mm-hmm. which means they stopped masturbating in a lot of cases and they're literally it's kind of a it's the role it's a part it's a part of the role right it's yeah. like the same the same way that we that we say that we say in relationships like we give all of our sexual attention to to um to the woman that we're with the same idea goes with there so it's like okay that's it's, that's fair yeah but there are a lot of there are a lot of for example there are a lot of relationships where the woman withholds sex for whatever reason mm-hmm. but it's so common that everybody's heard of a story of a wife or a girlfriend. 
just not having sex with their partner mm-hmm. as much as they should, right? That partner has to deal with that for whatever reason. Whether it's like a temporary reason or a permanent reason, that partner has to deal with that or leave the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Why does it not work? The like 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 why does our flow of compassion go with the woman like, oh, it's a like he has needs and it's a, it's part of the contract that he's mm-hmm. fulfilling with you as opposed to the other way to the guys like if you're not happy just leave well i mean it, i guess it comes down to two things well probably three things i'll make the joking thing first <laughs> the game's the game you know the game, game. is the game <laughs> i feel like that's gonna be my statement for everything mm-hmm. but we're gonna get like t-shirts the legit, game is the game I'm, I'm gonna make hoodies give me give me a little while but no seriously the game is the game and that's how the game is played so sometimes Sometimes we want things to be equal, but the way that the game works doesn't necessarily allow for that, right? Yeah, that's fair. Um, the other way is that society deems men as sexual deviants as our natural role. So we just want sex for the sake of sex. Okay. We don't have... Weird, we don't, okay. I know, we don't have as much... We don't have as much autonomy when it comes to sexual, sexual selection. I mean, that's the reason why it's like... There are certain prerequisites that a woman should have, specifically to know that she's sexually attractive. Once she hits that, she assumes that every guy wants to have sex with her. So a guy who doesn't want to have sex with her is... A demon or an, an outlier. An outlier. And what do they usually call that guy to shame him? Gay. Exactly. Because if he doesn't want to have sex with her, he must be gay. That's it. Yeah. It's like that is kind of that's kind of our approach. We we're either sexual we're we're sexual in nature. So we're we're either are trying to have sex with all the women or if we want to only have sex with some of the women, we're gay. But that's that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, more more or less though what I'm trying to say is that it's it's hard for it's hard for um it's hard for a pimp in the ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's hard for uh, it's hard for it's hard for women, uh, especially nowadays, and just culture in general, to wrap wrap itself wrap ourselves around the idea of a man simply not wanting to have sex for a while, not not because of anything that has to do with her, mm-hmm. simply because he's choosing not to have sex for a while. Then the th- trying to get that discipline intact. I know, and then the third thing is just you know we're. I actually said it. the game is a game. The game is the game. <laughs> the game is literally the and game. And it's unfortunate because like it's weird. I don't know. It's weird to feel like you can't say, "Look, I'm just not feeling it for a little bit," mm-hmm. and everyone would be like, "You know what? Okay." Like you get yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel yeah. like a lot of relationships just boil down to this and this only. Like mm-hmm. I would rather bust it open for you than than express my feelings on like anything. Well, the one thing I will say is that. In my previous experiences, <clears throat> later on in hindsight, I realized that my past as a fuckboy mm-hmm. kind of, um, oh, sorry, surprise, I was a fuckboy a long time ago, not really a long time ago, but, you know, I was a fuckboy. The game boy. is the game, The right? game is the game, my brother. <laughs> um, my past as a fuckboy kind of preceded the expectations that, the expectations that came with uh, my choices mm-hmm. and also the choices that were set upon me. So women would seek me out specifically mm-hmm. for what I brought in the bed, not always what I brought as a person. Okay. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a contract. 
You know, you, there's there's different contracts that that people sign when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. What what you it's just the what you bring to the table conversation, right? Okay. If the biggest thing that they're looking for out of the relationship is sexual gratification, you take that off of the table. What are you left with? Mind you, I've worked on myself, so I would say I have more to offer. But back then, it was literally just yo, I just own. Literally, a girl told. I oh my god. Literally, a girl told me that the reason why I'm dating you is because I want you to stop fucking other people. What? This is legit. It's like, this dick is mine, and I need you to only give it to me. So, we're in a relationship now. <laughs> and that's... I can't. Oh, that's, that's literally it. You be, yo, I be... Man, man, I'd be feeling like, I'd be feeling so objectified sometimes, but like the pussy's good. So I just kind of chill with it. You just kind of let it happen. Yeah. I mean, it was back, it was back when I didn't really expect much. So, but yeah, no. So it's like, you take that off of the table and then, then the thing that they specifically signed up for is the thing that they're not getting. And then Mm -hmm. they're mad. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, it's like getting, it's like getting, um, it's like back when you have to like get Rogers cable or height or like. Or pay-per-view or whatever, right? Dating myself, but whatever. Um, and let's say you wanted... Let's say you... Let's say you wanted BET. Mm-hmm. Right? The only reason why you signed up for the 105 channels was because of BET. <laughs> and they give you BET. And BET's great. You get to watch Baby Boy. You get to watch The Game. You get to watch whatever that church show is that that pops up at 7 in the morning and kept and kept waking me up every morning. BET because, church show. Oh man, that church show. But let's say one day they just cut BET for the month. Why do I have this? Because I don't want to watch anything else. I just wanted the BET. Sure, now I get to explore other things. So in in dating me, they got to know a lot more about me during the month where I was off. And that became something that bonded me to them a little bit further. They realized, hey, he's a human being with like values and skills mm-hmm. and he's not just a meat puppet oh my God. <laughs> he's not just a guy who i can sit on the face and stuff but um like not just that right it, so it and it ends up expanding it but at the same time you still go yeah i mean it's cool i got to watch teletoons and ytv but i still kind of miss mm-hmm. BET. yeah i mean i'm gonna be behind on the bet when the bet comes back and that's where that's where it becomes an issue when it comes to relationships, anyways. But to be honest, it's kind of what you were saying earlier. I still would say that the pros definitely outweigh the cons. The cons are very trivial. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the only real big con is the potential of relapse if you don't take it seriously. Yes. Yes. Even afterwards, yeah. like 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 if you don't have a good reason for it. I mean, like. Yes, if if your whole if your whole goal is to relapse and you just want the, the break off, by all means, do you? Mm-hmm. But I feel like it is it can be a doorway to making a better version of you. Uh, like just in general, it, it, it opens doors to, to certain things that could work in your favor when when it comes to doing the things you want to do. Because I still maintain that you don't realize how much energy you lose. Not yeah. only chasing sex, but they're in the act of sex. You lose so much of what could what makes you you, and you just give it up for what a nice ass. 
Not worth it. Sometimes, yeah, it just it just doesn't seem worth it. And to be honest, a lot of the people that you meet, that's actually one thing I'm realizing. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people that you meet on the way up, especially when it comes to relationships, you will regret how long you were with them when you finally get to your destination. It's like, there's just certain, like, have you ever heard the saying, um, the red flag was that you liked me at my worst? Me, I think so, so or something along those lines. Yes. But. So essentially, it's like if it's kind of it's kind of a really shallow way to look at it, but it's like if you liked me when I wasn't good, if that was what you were attracted to, then there's gonna be a problem when I'm not that anymore. Because I've changed, but I've changed for the better. Mm-hmm. So the so the things that I was willing to do back then, because of who I was, and the things that you that you liked about me back then aren't there anymore. So I lose, so it's like, there, it is just, like, you just, like, just nothing, there's nothing specifically that you go, hey, like, specifically when it comes to girls, like, they're, like, you could either be spending time becoming your best self, Mm -hmm. or you could be having sex with somebody that you probably won't care about the next week. Like, you add an extra body to your account, that's cool. Yeah. You can say that you had sex with this girl, that's cool. Like, but you don't, you don't really get anything, anything permanent out of it mm-hmm. that would have been, that would outweigh the thing that you could have been doing with that free time. Mm-hmm. It's like what we were saying, it's what, like what I was saying at the beginning. It's like, even on, even in your off season, if you take the time to like have something else to structure yourself mm-hmm. with, you'll find that you can, you get more out of being anchored in something productive mm-hmm. than spending time like getting a nut. Yeah, chasing pussy. Yeah. yeah. And that's a really good thing about about No Nut November because if you wanted to specifically work on that, yeah. you now have so much free time for th- for yeah. for the month to just kind of build that habit in. It's like now that you can't chase pussy, what do you do? Mm-hmm. It's like let's find out. Yeah, you have but, so much free time. But I do kind of agree with you but I also kind of disagree with you because okay. there's always a possibility that as even as the girl was attracted to you at your worst she grew and changed as you grew and changed because mm. we were, so we're keeping in mind that you were that person and you are no longer that person okay right and if it's a healthy relationship that means that she was that person and she's no longer that person because if in a healthy relationship you both grow if one person grows and one person stays the same it's not healthy something's wrong somewhere that's kind of where I was more alluding to. It's like it can be it can be a red flag or yeah. or 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 um, it can reveal a toxic trait. Yeah. If somebody specifically likes you for who you are when you're at your worst. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But that could go either way. It's more like a flip of a coin, right? Exactly. So it's a good gamble, but I just mean like sometimes sometimes you'll. Like, for, for me anyways, right? The mm-hmm. one thing I'm realizing, especially now that I don't have a lot of free time, mm-hmm. and specifically as a recovering fuckboy, <laughs> like, I just realized that some girls it, that, I, that I was with or who were in my life mm-hmm. no longer can be in my life mm-hmm. because they expect me to be a fuckboy. Yeah, okay. And that energy just doesn't necessarily sit well with me. Yeah, understand. It's like... It's like um, people taking you for who you are or who you were mm-hmm. and refusing to recognize who you've become. Exactly. Think about like like 
like rappers, right? How mm-hmm. a lot of them say, "Hey, I can never go back to my old get to my old my old hood," right? Mm-hmm. It's because oh my god, Meek Mill actually said that like a, a few weeks ago. It's like he was saying like, "Yeah, I, I used to sell crack. I used to I used to shoot guns. I used to fu- I used to fuck random bitches. I used to pop. He still probably pops wheelies, but mm-hmm. yeah, I used to do I used to do dumb hood rat shit all the time, and people knew me for that. Mm-hmm. But now I'm. I'm hanging out with billionaires. I'm going to golf courts. I'm getting people out of jail. Like, I can't bring the people who knew me and expect me to be that to this level of who I am. Because yeah. it'll either it'll either make them uncomfortable or and like force them to be something that they're not, or make me uncomfortable and make me try to become some turn back into something I never want to be again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <clears throat> as you as you as you grow and go up, there are things that are gonna have to fall off of you. Like, as in, back to Jordan Peterson, like Deadwood, as he puts it. Yeah, they're just gonna have <clears throat> that. You're just gonna have to let burn off of you. And sometimes that's like associations and beliefs and like and like things that were really really dear to you. You just kind of have to like let them go. And I kind of find once you become comfortable with the fact that everything is ephemeral. Right, mm-hmm. like there's nothing like no stage of belief, like your favorite soccer team or your this. It can just burn off of you, and it's the core that the person has to be like in love with, like, for yeah. for lack of a better term, for them to be able to stick with you forever, like for as long as they say they will. If that yeah. makes sense, yeah, yeah. Because like forever, everyone promises forever, but it turns out forever was just like three years, six months, and twenty seven days. Yeah, it's like it's like you you kind of start to realize when you talk to enough people and have enough people around you that some people some people like the image of you in a mm-hmm. fixed point. Mm-hmm. Other people like your story. Yeah, you want to be around mm-hmm. the people who like your story because they're willing to see the story through the character progression, character progression, and see how things pro- like. Transform. I like to think about like caterpillars into butterflies, right? Mm-hmm. It's like even the idea of like caterpillars look completely different from butterflies. Even this whole thing about how like some I don't know some weird hokey shaman stuff where it's like the the cocoon is actually a wormhole transformation portal that that takes the butter that takes the caterpillar into an extra dimension and then puts the butterfly. In. I know it's crazy. I'm just talking mm-hmm. random, but the interesting part is like. What made what nurtured the what nurtures a caterpillar can't nurture a butterfly. Like you don't see a butterfly eating leaves. Yeah. You don't see a butterfly eating like the stem with all like they're monarchs or something. They they eat like poisonous sap from like leaves and stuff and stems to to stay alive. The caterpillar like the caterpillar literally eats all that all day, right? And then it goes through goes to metamorphosis, becomes something new, and now needs to needs to needs to sustain itself on sap. Yeah, and something else entirely. Something completely different. But it's like if if you're if if you're if you're a caterpillar in your caterpillar life, and you and you're okay with that. Yeah, sure, be a caterpillar. But eventually, you're going to need you're going to become a butterfly. Mm-hmm. And once you're a butterfly, you have to accept the fact that you can't have caterpillar shit. You just can't. It's just a, it's a part of life. 
I mean, it's also just the trans. Funny enough, Jordan Peterson, the yeah. transformation from a boy into a man. You have to accept the fact that you can no longer do boy shit. Like you, you just. It's like there's certain nostalgic. There's still this. There's still a certain nostalgic that becomes universal. So there's certain things that you will still get to experience mm-hmm. in any stage of your life. But there are literal things that you cannot do as a boy that you have that when you become a man. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You can't play make believe anymore. Yeah, no. Even video games is kind of like I don't fucking have time for this shit. <laughs> like I like as a man, I do not have no, the no. time. I can't like. There's no way I can I can like budget the time for this and mm. and like convince myself that it's a productive use of my time. Honestly, my nephew, my nephew's eleven now, right? Mm-hmm. And he came over to to stay with us for a little bit like uh last week of the summer Mm -hmm. and he came up to my room right and he looked at my ps4 and it was covered in dust yeah and he was like uncle why is you why is like what what's going on he pointed at him like honestly i don't know i haven't played like i literally haven't turned that thing on in maybe almost a year and it's just like you like because I've been so busy with other things that I just I don't have the free time to allow myself like to do like to do certain things like yeah. that. It's it's not like I won't eventually come back to it, but it's like your priorities change when you when you have other things that are occupying your time. Yeah. And as and because being a man like like actually being a man is one thing I find it's like it's a choice. Mm-hmm. Like as opposed to being a woman, it's like at a certain point you start bleeding. It's like, well, you can have babies now. There's not really much we can do about it. Yeah, being a man, you can extend boyhood for way into time. your adult years, mm-hmm. like way into your adult years. Yep. You have to choose to pick up the responsibility of the things around you and like move forward and like sacrifice fun. Yeah, for responsibility, and it's a terrible choice. And the world kind of makes it harder because everybody hates men. So it's like, why would I want to become a man? Everybody, they love boys. They love boys. They hate men. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no. so, and it's like, and I find the choice is being made later and later. Even for myself, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like remove myself from the group. Mm-hmm. The choice is being made later and later. And like the quality of men it's making is diminishing. Yeah. I mean, it's also just, it's really a, it's a combination of things. It's like, we don't have the same pressures as as like earlier on because of the fact that so many men so many boys became men so early yes. so previous generations had to go to war they had to literally build lands they mm-hmm. had to that to build infrastructures your parents your parents will, will will come here as immigrants and literally work and toil to make it so that you have a, an easier life mm-hmm. and in doing so you are you are allowed boyhood for an, a higher for an extended period of time because mm-hmm. really and truly at least as it at least as it's portrayed with um with like our western approach to manhood mm-hmm. a lot of it is based off of uh boys being happy and then men being duty bound mm-hmm. but right now there are less duties that act- that we are are forced to do we don't have to go to war yeah we don't have to build this land we don't have to make a way for 
for the next generation. We can, mm -hmm. but we don't necessarily have to because a lot of that stuff is established already. So yeah. it becomes, everything becomes extended because it's like the real truth, the real unfortunate truth about manhood is the fact that we have to, like when you become a man, you have to accept that you're just not going to be happy. Yeah. Like, like, like you, you lower your happiness in order to take on the responsibility of a wife, kids, and and a legacy. Yeah. And it's like when when you realize that, like we all we all feel it inside of us. When when you realize it, there's a moment of there's a moment of rejection because it just sucks. And it's not like oh, it kind of sucks. No, it it sucks. It just sucks. Mm -hmm. Right. And we and like. It takes a while to overcome that feeling of it just sucks. Yeah. It's like, which and what's even worse is as you were saying, there is no, there's less appreciation for that reality. Yeah. Sure, women can do a lot more, but even even then, that it isn't, it isn't, it isn't forced into them the acceptance of sacrificing happiness for duty. Mm -hmm it's an optional thing there's always still there's always an out yeah there's, there's, always, an out. there's always an out for them we have to literally say hey like a girl can become a woman and they can still just be happy yeah when a man when a boy becomes a man he accepts that he no longer is driven by happiness but yeah. is instead driven by duty yeah, you gotta you gotta do what you're responsible for. Like happy if you're happy along the way, great. Enjoy yeah. it while it's there. Crack sure, a sure. beer, put your feet up. Mm -hmm. But eventually, you're gonna have to pick up the rifle or the axe and get your ass back to work. I literally said it. The un I asked the universe, "Let me be great." And what did it do? It took away <laughs> my free time, and okay. that's the, and literally with my free time today, I just napped and watched the way the house husband. I was happy. Yeah. The first time this week where I was, it's like, we have a special extra, extra thing that we get. We get fulfillment. Mm. Fulfillment is the thing that drives men. So we feel a sense of completion within, within, with, within a task. If we have, if we're goal oriented and task oriented, we have something that constantly keeps us going forward. Mm. That's what, that's what, that's the second part of duty. And that's great. So I've been, I felt fulfilled throughout this week, just going through the process of going to work and, and doing everything I was supposed to do, having the reception of other people, enjoying my presence and saying that my mm -hmm. accomplishment is great. Mm -hmm. Fulfillment was great. Today is the first day of this week that I felt happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You felt fulfilled. You felt complete. You've. You manage to silence that nagging voice of anxiety. It's like, you have things to do today. Mm -hmm. You should be doing things. Why yep. are you sitting there? You're just doing things. You do enough things, it's like, okay, it's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> you should just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now today I can just be happy. <laughs> yeah, you can just... And that's why it's like, even in the off season, even in all these things, you have to, like, the anchor of saying, yo, let me just do something. Let me set a goal for myself today and let me do that. Yeah. That's will give you a little bit of fulfillment to offset the intoxication of happiness because mm -hmm. like there's there's also just a point where uh, us as men us as men we feel we feel the we feel the um it's kind of like porn it's literally yeah. it's, it's like it's like we feel that moment of clarity where it's like i've been too happy yeah yeah i've been too happy lately something <laughs> something terrible Some, happened. yeah something something's off i feel too happy 
I but I don't feel any fulfillment. Yeah. That's the that's where the balance comes. It's like men have to maintain a balance between happiness and fulfillment. Because if we don't, then we get we get antsy. We yeah, get we get uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Wow, I've never thought of it like that, but you're right. Like if I'm if I'm just chilling and I'm like watching my shows and I'm like, okay, I haven't done anything in three days. Yeah, I need to like I need to like do something because I'm getting I'm starting to get anxious and I'm not getting anxious about anything. Nothing's coming up. Mm-mm. There's nothing to be scared of. I'm just like the fuck. I'm just been chilling. I'm just yeah. been chilling. Yeah, it's that male. It's the male energy because once again, it's just. Is we we're we're programmed to do things, like that's just what we that's our part that's a part of our thing. It's like what we were talking about last week um, with uh, retired re- with retirees, like yeah. male retirees. What do you do when you spent like fifty years doing something, and then you're told, and then you're told, hey, now you're too old to do things anymore, but you still have that feeling that yeah. you want to do something. Now you're that weirdo walking around the streets asking people if they if they if they if you can fix their car or, or clean their grouts or or cut their lawn or mm-hmm. or oh god I need to do something yeah you like itching like yeah <laughs> like that's is is just a part of it's a part of the masculine that that is uncomfortable and a lot of times is un is not understood the same idea is like abstaining for, from sex in a while and feeling fantastic mm-hmm. but, yeah but there are, there are aspects of the feminine that are ununderstood but the feminine yeah. ge- in general tends to as it, its thing tends to be like mysterious and ununderstood and, mm-hmm. and like chaotic and the thing that other things are born of yeah like like it's it's things you don't understand that new things come out of right? yes yeah, the it's the chaos of the world while the masculine is the order of the world yeah so yeah. it's harder to accept things about the masculine that are yeah. ununderstood well because that that strays slightly into the chaotic right absolutely you don't get it yeah but um it's not that it's not that like men or masculine creatures don't have like feminine sides like chaotic oh, yeah. sides where they uh, where things can emerge from it's just that they tend to lean more on their masculine frame and i don't know where i was going with this <laughs> no you're you're on a point i mean that's where a lot of it comes when it comes to why we feel uncomfortable because when because when we stray into because when we stray into our happiness we're straying into our feminine that feminine is chaos we can literally do anything yeah but the but the absolute but the way that we're designed is that we're single task oriented yeah. so the possibility of doing endless things very daunting. fucks us up yeah it's like, so oh, shit. we have to find happiness it's not it's not fulfillment where it's a completion goal it's mm-hmm. just it's point a to point b no it's literally here's an open field go find some eggs it's easter it's easter and all yeah, that right yeah go do something exactly so it's interesting because I would say that one, um, I find that I find that when it comes to the feminine, the reason why a lot of the times we don't understand it as much is because uh, men wrote books. Men wrote the books. We created the stories. We we were the observers of the reality. So we understood ourselves and wanted to better understand the world. So mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah, it's it's the feminine is a mysterious thing because it was not something that we wanted really to observe as thoroughly as the masculine. We created order in the, in the masculine mm. while we just allowed the feminine to just be. Yeah. 
and we kept it as a mysterious thing just because it's it has its allure and from a male and from a male oriented lens it became its own visage it's kind of like godhood it's like you can only understand god to a certain degree you can only understand the feminine to a certain degree because we are but men or we are but humans we're mortals it's like is just we accepted that it was its own thing, and then we said, "Hey, we're gonna keep writing books, but we just leave that yeah. that, that women shit <laughs> over there, right?" As they said, "A wheel of time, women's circle business is women's circle business." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of daunting, but I guess it is it is up to women in a lot of ways to to um, to bring clarity to the feminine. If it's if it's so important for us to understand it, actually, it's also only up to women to um, reign in the feminine. Yeah, women are the only people that can reign. Like, like for example, for example, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but I'm just giving an example. Um, back in the days when it was like a woman couldn't wear a skirt that was higher than her knee, mm-hmm. it wasn't men that enforced those standards. It was other women. Yep, you get what I'm saying? Because yeah. men. Men aren't allowed to talk in that space. That's that that hasn't changed. What men are not allowed to talk, like really speak in women's spaces, mm-hmm. in the sense like in women's issues and things concerning women. Sure, in like in like parliament, we vote on it, but like yeah, democracy's dumb anyway. So. I mean, I mean that was that was kind of the interesting parts when it comes to the, the feminist movement and all that stuff. A lot of the a lot of the vitriol and gripes specifically critiques towards women came from, from women. women. It's, Actually, it's like that today. Yeah, I mean, think modern women versus traditional women. We didn't create these terms. Women did to to show which ones are us and which ones are them. Yeah. And they created the separation. You see a girl, like, out in the street looking nice. And when I'm talking about it, it's like short skirt, titties all popping out, like titties mm-hmm. up to her neck. Yeah. You see everything. Who's the first one to call her a whore? It's usually the other woman in yeah. the group. Yeah. It's like, even, like, it's what I've always said when it comes to the idea. Like, because... I really, I will, sometimes I'll see online like women say, "Oh, if it weren't for men, like men not wanting this, I wouldn't have to wear a bra all the time." And I'm like, "What men? <laughs> which men are, are are telling you to wear bras?" Yeah. Oh, like beautiful titted woman. That's fuck that guy. I am. If that's what you want me to say, yeah, yo, yeah, that guy's the worst guy. Free. Like, Where's the slut walk? Let me, let me, let me see them sluts. I will walk with you, sluts. And that's the thing because men are happy, to, like for like happy to have loose women, like yeah. to having loose women around. And and the fact of the matter is, I was having a conversation with someone about this, and she's like, "The thing is, because the reason why women need to hold other women to to standard, whatever standard it is, I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck, is that one woman that doesn't abide by the standard drags down the rest. Yeah, right? because she becomes the example. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say you have ten men and ten women, right? Yep. And all the women keep the, all the other women in line and stop them from sleeping front with each other's husbands. Mm-hmm. If one woman becomes a whore, she will sleep with all ten men. Yep. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that will drag the whole group downwards, as opposed to if one man becomes a whore. Most of them, if, if women are being kept in line by other women, they can mm-hmm. say, no. Don't have sex with them, yeah. Very simple. I mean, because, I mean, that's the real truth about it, because even in the idea, even in the idea of, like, misogyny, patriarchy, and just and like mansplaining it's it's the idea that men are supplanting women's autonomy mm-hmm. and specifically the feminine autonomy where it's like men should in in a way yes 1000% because of the fact that men do not actually understand women men should not have the right to decide what women 
have to do what they have to say or explain what they're going what they're going through fantastic but at the same time that means that the autonomy the accountability and the responsibility for the continued success in women is held in women yeah it's ultimately held accountable you're ultimately held accountable for it so we all like we can only be blamed for what the success or the the continued propagation of men causes like leads for women so it's like what like how are how us as men contribute to the effects of women mm-hmm. right that we can be held accountable for but for most for the most part a lot of the stuff which a lot of the stuff which ends up being uh, contentious in terms of what men do is usually just men saying all right is this is what you guys want all right we'll put it to pass yeah i'll give it to you like and it's 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 even like I don't know I you can the the topics end up going like further and further mm-hmm. into into the abyss, but it's like it's literally just the fact that like if you talk to a casual guy, most of us agree with a lot of the stuff that you guys want. Mm-hmm. We just want clarity as to what you guys want, and we are noticing that in a lot of cases there's such a big divide. That if we try to appease one group, we, we, we fuck end, up, up, we end up, up fucking up with another group. And then if we try to appease the other group, we end up fucking up with another group. So we're stuck here like, all right, just do what you want. Which is also not working because now everything's on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, and that's why happiness is chaotic. Happiness is chaotic because it's a fleeting emotion, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, it's, a, it's, in, and it's an emotion you easily acclimate to. Yeah. So it's 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 a shifting goalpost. I know. The interesting part is though for men we actually end up we end up winning in the long run because our orientation is towards duty. Mm-hmm. So all we have to do is just give you what you want. Yeah. And if that changes we just give you something new. But the completion of just giving you what you want is more than enough for us. We get our fulfillment and then we walk away. <laughs> like you, guys, you may not be happy then five minutes later, but we're just chilling like we did. Yeah, did did. my part. Like you asked me for something, I gave it to you. Uh, yeah, and it's happiness is not. I don't know. It's not worthy. It's not worthy enough to be a goal. And I'm yeah. starting to find. I'm starting to see. The holes that it could like leave you with, like you just you just want to be happy. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want anything harder. Like I don't know. I've talked to a lot of people that just kind of want it easy and just want to be happy. And I don't understand that. Like a part, I guess a part of me does. Like you've had it hard and you probably just want an easy time. But mm-hmm. like even after I go through something hard, let's say a hard time at the gym or something, or like something really difficult and I'm like really like beaten down. I want to get back out there, like, as soon as possible. Like, yeah. I could be sick to the bone and still go out and do what I, what I got to do because, like, I don't want to hire. I want to be, like, resilient enough to make it through the tough times. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I would say then that it isn't necessarily a question of wrong, right, or, like, ought or ought not. It's more in terms of where your alignment falls within the spectrum of masculine versus feminine. You're probably more deeper into your masculine than you are into your feminine and as a result your fulfill your fulfillment is more important than your happiness mm-hmm. so if you are oriented to that so if you've habitually been doing that you're going to end up you're going to end up feeling more comfortable mm-hmm. chasing after fulfillment than chasing after happiness the thing is a lot of people nowadays because porn 
good old Jordan Peterson. Uh, <laughs> porn, uh, fast, fast rewards, uh, social media, fleeting, fleeting things like that. High amounts of estrogen. High amounts of estrogen in the food. Uh, what what else has has been said as a as a leading cause? Uh, less men in the house. Uh, more more female female oriented ed, uh child rearing. Yeah. Less male teachers. Um, no moral models. Um, social media and celebrities being the mainstay of of society. Reality TV shows and people like that getting instant fame. Yeah. Um. Ironically enough, podcasts. So, yeah. like, the idea where there's an instantaneous access to happiness, yeah. like, being the thing that we are, we're, we're grown into mm-hmm. more than duty. Like, there's so, like, when we're kids, we are constantly flooded with happiness. It's like, it's like a sugar rush yeah. 24-7. And now we're dealing with the diabetes of that response it's like they're so used to it that pulling themselves away from happiness they're facing duty is much harder yeah and especially when it comes from when it's combined with with a high level of sadness as well so you have you have it's like it's like you have something that can be toxic but you also have something that is the cure to something else that there is also toxic. So mm-hmm. there's sadness is, is, is like, cause sadness can be, can either be, is it can either be, um, fixed with fulfillment mm-hmm. and duty or happiness. Yeah. Okay. And so people, people need something to fill that, that, that mm-hmm. sadness or to, 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 to plant or yeah. fit, replace the sadness. So it's, and it's like the person that like sleeps with a lot of people after, let's say, someone important passes. Yeah. Versus yeah. the person that like builds something or like or like fixes up their entire house. Yeah. After that same person, like a different person. Yeah. Like either you're doing something or you're chasing happiness. Yeah. It's like even even something a little bit simpler as like the way that people. The way that people handle breakups. Mm. There's introspection where they look at the situation, they reflect on it by themselves, realize the part of themselves that's missing, the part of themselves that led them to the situation, and the part of themselves that has been lost due to the situation. Mm -hmm. Or there's slutting out Mm -hmm. where you're just trying to, where you're taking momentary, momentary uh, gratifications to basically distract yourself from the abyss. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, fulfillment is a long term fix. It it's usually if you if you work towards fulfillment and duty, the sadness naturally goes away because you are actually creating a concrete mm-hmm. a concrete solution to the problem, right? With happiness, happiness is just a band aid solution. It's a short term fix that kind of takes you and distracts you from the other stuff that is taking you away. So it depends on the type of injury that you get. If you get a scratch, right? You're going to heal regardless of if you have something or not have something. So a Band-Aid is probably, is probably a better solution than surgery. Yeah. Like, so you can get a Band-Aid. You can get a little happiness and it'll fix the problem. You have a bad day, get a little, get a little happiness in you. You feel great afterwards. Mm-hmm. Everything kind of recovers accordingly, right? But if, let's say I stab you. A Band-Aid won't fix a stab wound. Mm-hmm. You need surgery. You need something. You need stitches. You need something to actually close the wound. 
that's where duty comes in because mm-hmm. duty and fulfillment, introspection, and really working through the issue will kind of will kind of solve it a lot better mm-hmm. and lead to a place where the healing is more permanent. Because mm-hmm. um, there's been a, a trend I've been seeing online. It's mainly from by, from TikTok, but I've seen like a couple compilations mm-hmm. on YouTube where it'll be like. Uh, a woman will be like, guys, like, what essentially, what do you want? What happened after a breakup? Which one do you go for? Yeah, get a fast car, get shredded. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah, and then guys that are coming back, so like, women, what do you go for? Turn LGBTQ, <laughs> triple your body count. <laughs> Just, yeah, and it's and it's and it's oh it's, it's, it's the it's the um, the extremes of both of those sides. Yeah, right? no, you're right. But like the the men tend to go for more like like it, well, I wouldn't call it like long term fulfillment, mm-hmm. but fulfillment in the sense of like I'm lacking, especially my physical body, so I'm going to go get ripped. Mm-hmm. While while women that tend tend not to be more on the fulfillment side of things tend to just switch over to another form of happiness. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, both both are um both both don't address the issue, but they distract the they extract it in a way that ends up kind of leading to you being so off course you just forget that you have the issue. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, that is really true, especially for working out. Oh my god, as a trainer, the amount of times I've I've trained people, I trained guys after breakups, yeah. on girls after breakups too. But it's like the amount of times where it's like just a girl dumped me for a guy who was stronger than me, and and I want to get strong because I feel like like I need to be bigger to get girls. Yeah. Oh my god, and incels. Oh, <laughs> like it's, it's nuts, dude. <laughs> yo, guys work out for for. <laughs> But then, at a certain point, like if it's if you're healthy, if you have a healthy relationship with yourself, yeah, it can start out by like like I just do this for pussy, and then it just turns into like I do this because it makes me feel good. Yeah, I mean that's where the fulfillment comes. It's like even in the hubris, even in um, even in the hubris of it, like mm-hmm. it's just like there's moments where you realize like yeah, I I can see a better way. I'm. It's really just, it's like, there, like, there is a beauty in distraction, right? Yeah. Because when you're no longer focusing on, on your pains, you get a moment to kind of, like, just view the world differently. Mm-hmm. And then when you come back to the situation, a lot of times you realize, hey, it wasn't as bad, it wasn't as big as yeah. I thought it was. I can do better. I can, I can, I can do more. Mm-hmm. And I did more within that time instead of wallowing away. Yeah. really and truly it's like the lesser of two evils can still be a good thing eventually yeah. right because it's like you you're either stuck wallowing in your room crying and and feeling sad and dreading and really just sitting in in your own in your own like mm. like fear and anxiety or you are doing something yeah. that is still productive i, I find uh, there's, i find there's beauty in suffering yeah because it's, I, when you look back on it, it's the points you were suffering the most. Like when you went through a really hard breakup and you were like working out where you were going through your most transformative mm. phases of your life. Like it's those points that pivoted you and you'd be like, oh, I can never be that person again. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like like something detrimental happened and you were suffering through it. But the moment you started suffering, it was like, oh, after this, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a butterfly. Like yeah. like yeah. I can never I can't go back can't to go caterpillar back. shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's like there's, there's beauty in that. It's hard, and a lot of us run from it. But like like we keep we have to keep we keep bringing up Jordan Peterson in this. But it's like the thing you need in your life 
is behind the place that you avoid oh. based on where you put it. Yeah. Because that's the definition of where it is, right? It, yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, you have to sometimes 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 you have to just go into your closet. Yeah. And just accept that. Like just accept that it's it, you have to deal with that. It's like the 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 terror. It's interesting. It's like um what was it? I've ever seen like there's there's always this one interesting trope in movies where like right before like especially for like traveling movies like a person's out at sea or something yeah. right there's always a giant storm or a tornado where they have to like hold on for dear life and right after the storm passes it's a paradise yeah or it's like you're stuck in a desert and you're barely holding on for dear life you're almost running out of water and you see you see something in the in the in the in the horizon yeah. and you slowly are moving towards it you barely, you're just about to pass out, and then you end up at a, a, an oasis. Yeah, it's like the hardest of trials will you like in a lot of cases will bring about the greatest realizations yeah. and the and the strongest mm-hmm. forms of transformation and, I mean, the, and the biggest rewards. Yeah, I mean, think about it. A butterfly decides as a, a caterpillar decides as one as like already. All the bird snacks. Yeah. All of the bird snacks. It decides to just hang on a tree for a couple of months. Just defenseless. Except for a little soft whatever shell. Like, and its reward is becoming a butterfly. Yeah. Closer, close, closer to the birds that were snacking on it. Yo, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's like it's like you have to kind of go through some shit to some. It sucks to say that because yeah. you don't want to say, "Hey, trauma build, trauma builds builds greatness." But it's like no, sometimes you do. Like you have to go yeah. through some shit. The fire, great men are forged in fire. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. Like like either everything's easy or you're gonna be great. There's Really no two ways about it. Yeah. I think really now the biggest thing is that the thing that's stopping our generation from being great is that we don't, we haven't learned how to properly forge ourselves. Yeah. So we have a lot of raw materials. We have a lot of things which which kind of um, has, like we could use to put us into a great place, but we don't know how to, how to actually mold that into our greatness. It's like... So many people have great stories, and the one thing I realized, like I went, I went to therapy when I was when I was younger. Right? Mm-hmm. I was going through a lot of stuff, had depression, had had anxiety, all that, all that crazy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it's through working with a therapist and getting some getting some clarity and some shit, like it felt like a it felt like a blacksmith, mm-hmm. like literally reforging me into a better human being, and like. And it's once again, like especially for men, we don't have guidance. We don't have somebody who's there to mold us. So we're just a bunch of raw materials on the ground, yeah. unforged. And it just kind of it's the one thing that I find is missing. Like we have all the trials and tribulations, mm-hmm. but we haven't we haven't had the guidance to get us to the oasis. Because mm-hmm. yeah, just because you hit a storm doesn't mean on the other side is paradise unless you are being steered in the right direction. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just stuck in a storm. <laughs> you're just going along with the storm winds. Yeah. 
But no, you 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 are uh, very right. It's like it's like we have all the ingredients to make a pie, but we don't know how to make a pie. Yeah. And it's and and it's like you know what you should be doing, but or you know that you should be doing something, mm-hmm. but you can't figure out what you should be doing. And that's why I've come to say, yeah, Jordan Peterson, I understand. Yeah. I completely understand. It's like a lot, like a lot of the stuff he says, I don't necessarily agree with, but it, okay. It's kind of like Kevin Samuels. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's my feeling for, that's my feeling for Jordan Peterson. It's like, even Ayala Van Zandt. Yeah. It's like, they're not, they're not really like great people per se. Yeah. Like, they don't always have it right. And a lot of times I look and like, you just said that out loud. You know, you just you just said that out loud. But at the same time, like, if I look at the net-net, the net-net is always positive. Yeah. So I can't get mad at I can't get mad at it if I have, like, trivial issues, especially if I agree with a lot of the sentiments and points that are being made. Sure, approach, not always the best. Uh, some, some, re- some remarks to certain things. Not a big fan of mm. carnivore diet. I'm not even going to talk about that. <laughs> but um, in general, like reading reading his books, I've re- I've read through his books. Mm-hmm. I've listened to a lot of his interviews. I've listened to a lot of like a lot of the podcasts that he made, and I've heard a lot of it. I'm like, you don't have to you don't have to agree with everything a person says to really and truly appreciate the stuff that he's saying that matters. Yeah. And I have to say, like, yeah, he's right on a lot of stuff. I mean, he kind of was also right about the current climate of things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, true. Yeah, free, <laughs> free my nigga Dave, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> but Free the baby. Free the baby. <laughs> Please, don't abort, abort the, the baby. baby. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You want to talk about the closer or uh, time? about what the show? The show? Yeah, the, the Dave Chappelle show. Yeah, uh, I it was interesting. I find I found it a bit more preachy than his other shows. Yeah, but um, it was it was overall interesting. It was it was funny. I don't think he should be canceled for anything. Mm-hmm. You tried to make peace. See, this is the problem. You you try to make peace, they still try to cancel you. you yeah. That's the unfortunate truth. Because the thing is, now I realize that Dave doesn't. Dave is not a comedian anymore. Yeah. He's, he's a political. He's, he's like a political commentator. Yeah, and not even that. He's like he's like James Baldwin. He's just a black think leader, yeah. like thought leader. That's he's he's extended past the past comedy and became just a thought. Yeah, yeah just something. Yeah, but uh, you know, Netflix, Netflix be doing Netflix. Netflix be doing the thing, and they just like yo. And, I don't know what you're talking about, but alpha, if you want to, alphabet people be alphabeting. Yeah, it's like if you want to quit, you can quit. It's your choice. They keep trying to cancel him. I mean, at this point, it's like... To be honest, I just think that... I think that especially, you know... Okay, because I saw a meme today, right? And it was mm. about how... About how, like... No, like... Nobody, nobody... Nobody stormed out and quit when Cuties came out. Yeah. People just watched it, realized it, realized it was whatever, and then just moved on or just didn't watch it. Yeah. And that's, like, that's kind of the idea that we have to start to really accept. It's like... I un- like especially as a especially as a black person living in North America, I completely understand that there are certain voices, certain opinions that have to be monitored. 
Yeah. Like there has to be a point where we where we say, hey, this is the line. Please understand that there are consequences if you pass by that line. Okay. But right. we also have to accept the fact that differing people are going to have different like beliefs and views. Yeah. And until we get to a point where we're willing to have civil con, like a civil discussion with individuals rather than just throwing stones at the opposition like we're just never gonna get there like for me the one <laughs> it's funny i was about i'm about to say something that dave kind of said but not like if i were to be the one to lead this yeah. thing i would like if i were a netflix employee i would prefer to have maybe a like a speaking like a like a literal a little discourse or a conversation or a dialogue with dave to express how I felt about it okay. rather than just trying to cancel and boycott. Yeah. Cause it doesn't really solve anything when you do that. You either bring more light to the situation, which brings more attention and brings more revenue, which further, further justifies why Netflix would keep the, keep it on. Or you just show off that you're a complete dumbass, And then you deal with that unfortunate truth because now it's like, well, there's so much outrage, but if you watched it, you're like, he was just saying that, damn, as a black person, I'm jealous that the LGBT has their shit together in a way where they have so much control over how people... Yeah, perceive them. Yeah, or even talk about them. Like, And the wildest part is, this entire thing proves the premise of his... Yeah, of what he was saying. Yeah. So you just, like, you don't, you don't make, you don't, you don't, you don't... You don't discredit his opinion. You affirm it. Yeah. If you have, were to, if you, if they were have, if they were to have a civil discourse and just be like, "Yo, yeah, do job boy," and they should like have Netflix film it. They yeah. Actually, put it up on their on Netflix. Yeah. Like, just, just, just like Dave and like some like, trans people or whoever talking, just yeah. having a conversation. Which is ironically enough, the, what he asked for at the end. He said he's never, he's not putting up another joke until the LGBT community and the non-LGBTQ community are both laughing at the jokes. Yeah. Because that's always been the issue that that is so annoying about even just being funny or having an opinion. It's like, I can make a joke about everything except for these people. But if I make a joke that's self-deprecating and would offend my people if somebody else were to say it, that's You'll right. laugh, yeah. it, or it's it's okay. Like like I've been to comedy clubs where white guys will will say black guy jokes, and I'll just say, "That's funny." Yeah. Move on. Yeah. So, so there's no there's no. It's like I don't know. Not everything needs to be come down to like, oh, that's racist. Like it probably was, but it was also probably funny too. It was it was racist, but in it doesn't. It that's the thing. The the environment made it so that the funny was more important than the, the racist. racist. Yeah. So I laughed at the fact that it was funny. And sometimes that's just what you gotta do. I don't know. Like I think everybody's too sensitive. Yeah. Like, about certain about like well everything like 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 everything. I think there's just some. I think. The one thing I will say, though, is that we have to understand that there's a difference between professional comedians and just dumbasses. So not everything can be considered a joke. And unfortunately, in this world where where comedy has become um, more trivialized to the point where people who literally have no background in, in, in comedy are saying they're making jokes like 
We have to kind of take it in the same way we wouldn't say that just anybody with a knife in their hand should be doing open heart surgery. Okay, fair enough. But then should we should we bring back like the sim- like the synagogues where people can just express their, their opinion? Because you have to admit a lot of these jokes are coming from a place where people can't talk about their opinion and how they feel about things. Like without offending somebody. Mm-hmm. So should there be a platform or a place where people can come together and just say what they feel? I mean, yeah, that would be fantastic. If we had an... Remember Speaker's Corner? No. So Speaker's Corner was a thing on City TV where people were able to just, like, spend a dollar and they get, like, a minute to just basically just kind of blurt out or do some random cathartic dumb shit, right? They'd be on TV later on saying whatever, right? I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily let's, let's have it broadcasted all the time, but an anonymous Speaker's Corner might be an interesting concept where... We, because the real truth is that, yeah, there's a lot of elephants in the room where people aren't allowed to necessarily say how they feel about certain things because of a combination of political correctness and just, and pure, and pure mob guilt. Yeah. So it's like, we, we end up having a lot of issues that are unresolved because the people who have issues aren't allowed the opportunity to speak their minds. Yeah. But the thing is, I think that a lot of it also comes down to the fact that a lot of people, the same idea where I would be like, okay, um, I would love for a synagogue, right? Mm -hmm. But the same, like I wouldn't, it's kind of like what's happening with social media right now. Social media has allowed people to have the right to say whatever they want. So technically we have a synagogue. We have, mm-hmm. we, have a, we have a place where people are able to do this stuff. They're not able to do it super anonymously. So a lot of the times it becomes a bigger issue when it comes to the ramifications of the words that they're saying leading to them having issues being completely honest. Mm-hmm. But also I feel as though it's a lot of the times people just aren't taught eloquence. Mm-hmm. The ability okay. to properly speak yeah. what they want to say. The same idea that I don't think that everybody who thinks that they're funny is a comedian because there's a structure. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's there's a certain eloquence to, to joke writing, like rapping even. Like there's a certain eloquence to the combination of words which make it so that if they're not used properly, it just sounds like an insult. Yeah. So if people were like if people if people were better trained mm-hmm. on how to speak to other people in a respectful tone but in an in a genuine manner, mm-hmm. then yeah, it would be a lot easier. Like even right now, we're having a conversation where we went from talk like talking about our gripes with women mm-hmm. to to giving some to giving some general insight and everything else, but there isn't a moment where we're literally bashing women. Yeah. So if people were more skilled at speaking respectfully to other mm. people about things that may that may deal a little bit of disrespect, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. There's there wouldn't be an issue. I also I also think, but I also think I do agree with you. I mm. also think people can also be trained in how to listen. Yeah. Sometimes you're having a conversation and the person says, "Hey, like that's not what I'm saying." Like you're yeah. just angry, but that's not that has nothing to do with what I'm saying. I'm saying I feel that this, 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 and this. Oh, so you're saying I'm an idiot? Yeah. No. <laughs> just... well, you know, you're right. I mean, that's that's where it came. Like even our last our last conversation with with bad faith. Yeah. A lot of the times, people, a lot of the times, people aren't really don't really want to talk to you. Yeah. They want to talk to who you represent. 
So they have a lot of different things which they're which they associate with the conversation. Yeah. And they more focus on that than what is actually than what you've actually brought to the conversation. Mm-hmm. So they're just trying to they're just trying to vent all the other shit yeah. to you in hopes of in hopes of getting some relief from who you represent. And that's probably the bigger thing because, yeah, it comes down to listening skills. If I'm not saying something that is associated or has been said by somebody that you think I represent, then why are you talking about something that I haven't said? Yeah. It's like just because I'm a man doesn't mean I'm out here saying, yo, fuck bitches. So if I haven't said fuck bitches, don't. Don't. don't, So what you're saying is fuck bitches. No, I didn't say that. (laughs) I didn't say that at all. But I'm getting to that point. I mean, mean, you're giving me points right now. (laughs) Oh, man. But I think we we should uh, we should pick this up sometime next week. Yeah. And um, I think we this was we had a good episode. Did you want to uh, leave your Instagram or your Twitter or wherever you want them to? Uh, definitely not my Twitter. I scrubbed that thing. Oh, okay. oh my gosh. Hey, Twitter needs to be exercised. Terrible. Please, people, don't find my Twitter. Anyways, you can follow me. You can find me on Instagram at aka.kojo. That's aka.kojo. Yeah. And um, you know where to find us at The Roaming Empire and my own personal Instagram at The Romulus. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.